You are listening to The Dr. Kinney Show, and I'm your host, Erin Kinney, a naturopathic doctor and speaker who's passionate about teaching you how to understand what is happening in your body, why your body is reacting the way it is, and how to make the appropriate changes in your life to get your body back into balance. Something I've learned from my private practice is that the more patients know about their health, the more likely they are to make better diet and lifestyle choices, which ultimately leads them to a faster recovery. Each week, you are going to learn actionable tips, tricks, and teachings from myself, along with the help of top experts in the holistic health community, so that you can make better informed decisions about your body and your healthcare. Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Dr. Katie Show. This week with me, I have Linda Stevens, who is a nutritionist who specializes in working with women in menopause. So we're going to be having a chat about menopause. It is a big topic and it is a time of life where lots of changes occur and it can be frustrating. It can be, it's changed, right? So Linda, thanks for being on the show and I'm so glad to have you here and Maybe we can start where you can share your story on how you came to work with this population. Absolutely. Thank you, Erin, too, for having me. So I'll be 54 at the end of the month. My birthday is at the end of March. And my midlife mastery program is something I designed and coined the phrase because I started out as a personal trainer initially back in my early 40s. And I worked with a lot of women that were you know, in midlife, 40 years old and plus. And a lot of people started coming to me, asking me about losing weight and how to change their bodies at this point in their lives. And I, I really got into the the biochemistry of it, which really interested me as far as food and how we live affects our bodies, especially at this age. So I decided to go back to school to get my master's degree in nutrition, which is what I did. And it just allowed me to really help women over 40. I say over 40, over 50 and beyond, because I have clients You know, I have some women late 30s. It's kind of a runs the gamut a little bit. I have women in their 60s. So I really wanted to build a program that would address these women and the stages that they're at in midlife because I don't like to see a woman suffer in midlife. I think this is a a great time of life for us because either our children are in college or they're 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 on their own. But we know who we are at this stage in our life. Like we know how to say no to people. We don't care what people think anymore. Like It's a great period in life, but women struggle with their, you know, their exterior, how they look on the outside and, and the things that they're putting into their bodies, alcohol, processed foods, they're not exercising enough. They feel tired, sluggish, fatigue, all those things. So I really wanted to address that because I'm one of them. I always tell them I'm one of you, but I know how I live and the things that I try to do to keep myself energized and, and keep myself planted in good soil, so to speak. And I love how you brought up the point. That's such a good point. Once you've gotten to this phase in life, when you're thir- late 30s, 40s, 50s, you have much more maturity and you have much more life experience. Like you said, most women don't care that much about what other people think of that. You know, there's there's a lot of yep. good changes. And as you said, children are older. You're in a different phase. Mm-hmm. And I think you're exactly right. A lot of times we get so focused on stuff that doesn't feel good and we forget to focus on weight. But let's think about all these things that are awesome about this phase of life. Totally. And the great thing too is that we have so much available to us now too. So we can really get older and still look young or even younger. And and I'm not even talking about like invasive plastic surgery kind of treatments, but there's like little things you could do to keep yourself looking vibrant and fresh. And if you eat a certain way and you're getting enough sleep, you know, 
Like these are all things that just make your life that much better. So we don't have to sort of, you know, live to the finish line here. You know, I always like golf terms, even though I'm not really a golfer, but the back nine, you know, it's like, this should be a great time. It doesn't have to be like, I'm just old. You know, people say, I'm just old. And I guess this is just my lot in life now. Or I guess I'm supposed to just feel this way because I'm over 50 now. And I'm like, BS, like I'll BS on that. It is BS. But you know what? A lot of people are told that. They go into their doctor yes. and they're like, hey, don't feel good. And they're like, oh, you're just in menopause. That's a normal thing. Yes. No, you don't have to feel that way. You can feel good and you can look good, which I like you at that point. You can do, you can have both of those. Absolutely. I mean, who doesn't want to hear, you know, when you tell people, oh, you know, I'm going to be 54. I'm like, oh my God, I thought you were 38. I'm like, oh, thanks. You know? Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, but I mean, those are great compliments. Yeah. So let's get into that because this is what everyone wants to hear. Like, everyone really struggles, I think, during this time about with weight. Weight is a big thing. And typically what happens is, is you stop having this monthly bleed. You stop having this monthly cycle. Your sex hormones are shifting. We, send, we tend to have an impact on the thyroid and on the metabolism. So sometimes there is a change Correct. in the way you carry weight or your ability to lose weight or maintain weight. And this can be really frustrating for women. So oftentimes the dietary needs or the exercise needs that you had in your cycling years may be different from your needs in your menopausal years. And maybe you could speak to what you see. And this might look different from everyone, but I think people are used to, they start, they hit menopause and they're like, oh, I better go on the diet that worked for me in my 20s and my 30s. Right. Probably that diet's not going to work for you anymore because you're for everything is different. So maybe you can speak to that and what your experience is with that. Yes, definitely. Because women will come in and say, I'm not really changing anything. I'm not doing a lot differently, but anything different than I have been over the past years. But I've got all this extra fluff around my midsection or my butt's bigger or my, you know, I can't get rid of this. My arms look terrible. Like, how do I... I'm not eating differently or I don't eat that much. I'll have breakfast, but then I won't eat again till dinner. Like, why am I putting on weight? And I try to explain to them. And one thing I always really highly recommend when I take on a new client is I like to see their blood work if they've had blood work within the past few months. Just like you said, to look at the thyroid because that's what balances our metabolism. So I like to look at all those things and not just like thyroid stimulating hormone, which they doctors tend to just check that one component. Yes. I'll tell them, ask for T3, ask for T4, ask for like a full thyroid panel because they're only going to test one part of it. So you only get, oh, your thyroid's fine, but you need to see the different layers. And I know sometimes doctors will push back a little bit, but I'm like, no, tell them that you're working with your Yes. Make your doctor order the extra test. T3, I talk about this a lot on the show, T3, T4, T3 uptake, thyroid antibodies, reverse T3, TSA. You got to get the whole work up. Right. And the other thing to note is it may be quote unquote within range, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's optimal. So if your TSH is 2.9 and you know, your T3 and T4 are a little bit under, like you might think about a thyroid score. So definitely it's important to be working with a doctor who knows the nuances of thyroid because your thyroid may be different than it was. You know, maybe your TSH is still within the normal range, but maybe your normal range was, is not that. Exactly. So I'm glad that you're looking. It's super important to be looking into that. It is. Blood work is so important. I mean, it's the only way you can really see what's going on on the inside. Yes. Because then we're just sort of throwing things at what we think could be the issue. Yeah. But I have to say most times, and I don't know if this is your experience, most times their blood work is 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 good. So <laughs> yeah. it usually dials down to the fact that they're drinking too much alcohol and they're eating foods, not the, the gross best foods, maybe going out to dinner a lot, socializing a lot. It comes down sometimes to just really cleaning up 
their lifestyle from a perspective of what are you putting inside and are you getting any movement? A lot of people are really sedentary now, working from home now. People are home, they're sitting more or they're sitting at their desk. They're not as active as we were pre-pandemic. So it's getting people, I think, revived and getting them back moving. And a lot of women have really good success when I can get them to cut the sugar down a lot or cut it out completely. I actually had a client message me this morning who said she went out with her daughter for the weekend and her daughter wanted to have a cookie with her or something. So she's like, we went to a bakery, I ate a cookie. She's like, felt like crap afterwards. And now I'm like, the scale is up two pounds this morning. I put on two pounds of fat from one cookie. And I said, no, you didn't. It's water because your body's holding on to water. I said, but it's good that you see that you've detoxed in a way that your body is now it's running more efficiently. You're losing weight, you've been exercising, and then you put toxic sugar in your body and now you see how you feel. So it's always great when you can get someone to see that and and feel that. She's like, I'm not doing that again. She's like, I felt terrible after I ate it. So Well, it's just interesting you bring up sugar because, you know, when the other important thing to note when we're going through menopause is, yes, thyroid can get a dip as the sex hormone changes. Your blood sugar becomes even more important during menopause. And that blood sugar, when I explain endocrinology, when I talk about it on the podcast or to patients, you've got your sex hormones, your thyroid hormones and your stress hormones, your adrenal hormones are all in this very delicate triangular balance. Blood sugar is the thing that's holding them all in balance. So if the blood sugar is out of whack, it's going to be very hard to stabilize the thyroid, to stabilize your estrogen, progesterone, and to stabilize your stress hormone. But if you've been eating a really clean diet and not eating sugar, and then you go have a cookie, you're going to have blood sugar spike, and then you get a blood sugar dip, which will affect insulin production. And that insulin, when insulin is not bound to cells, it becomes a fat storage hormone. So, you know, particularly in menopause, when women start to see weight gain around the middle, oftentimes there can be... There could be thyroid issues, but they're going to also be a very mild blood sugar dysregulation or an insulin sensitivity type of thing. Doesn't mean they have diabetes, but right. you can get to this pre-diabetic insulin resistant state. Insulin is not binding to the cells. And when insulin hangs out in the bloodstream, it just tells the body to store fat. And so all the things that you're talking about, exercising, moving the body, eating low blood sugar meals, eating regular meals, which is also important, helps to control insulin sensitivity, which that helps with weight loss. I don't know if you've had any of your clients use the CGMs, the continuous glucose monitors. Have you used that? I have not, but I know that I'm a big follower of Sarah Gottfried and I know she's always talking about it. So yeah, so I, I always, I want to do it. I, I just have to totally try it. I tried it for a couple months over the, it was interesting. I did it over the holidays. My my thought process was I was going to try all the wrong things and then try right. figure out. And it's, but it's really great for you guys listening. I think I've talked about it on a couple other episodes. You know, you get real time information about not only what food is doing to your blood sugar, but what your exercise routine is doing to your blood sugar, what your, you know, what your job, what your stress levels are doing to blood sugar, because blood sugar can be affected by things other than just consuming sugar. So it's really interesting to see. And you can, again, get real-time feedback. Oh, I really shouldn't have eaten that cookie or I shouldn't have eaten that. You know, you might not be eating quote-unquote sugar, but there might be certain meals like a smoothie. You know, if it doesn't have enough protein, it might send your sugar through the roof. So it's great to kind of understand what your body needs in order to keep blood sugar balanced. So I I highly, it's a a great thing to try out. So if you're listening. I think it'd be really cool to, to see because you're right. It's You know what? I think when people, when clients are faced, like that's why I like to do blood work because when they're faced with like real numbers, like real evidence, facts, information versus, well, it could be this or it could be that. It it really makes them, I think, sit up and take notice and say, hey, you know, my thyroid is not functioning properly or 
you know, my blood sugar is all over the place because I'm not eating consistently or I'm eating pretzels out of the cabinet. You know, I hear all kinds of things from people. It's amazing how how emotional it is too, because a lot of women I've talked to, you know, have broken down and cried because they're just so maxed out. They're tired, they're stressed, and they may have a stressful job. Just the current events, the world, you know, everybody's just really carrying a lot. And, you know, when they start changing their bodies and they really start to feel differently, even if the scale, you know, I use the scale just as a tool because to just sort of see how we're doing as far as weight goes. But a lot of women can see right away when they clean up their diet, they start losing water under the skin. They're like, wow, these clothes fit better. I feel tighter. I feel better. So it's just, it's in a lot of it is mental too. It's just seeing some of those changes and feeling your body make those changes. They start to feel happier. They're more positive. Their outlook is better. Their brain fog goes away. Like they have more clarity. It's, yeah, it's amazing how it's not, I like to tease them all the time. Like, you know, it's not rocket science. Let's just tweak a few things and let's see how you feel. And they're like, could this be happening that fast? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I'm like, your body is so, your body will totally change. I mean, it just wants good fuel. I'm like, you're not going to put bad gas in your Ferrari and expect it to run efficiently. (laughs) Exactly. You know? Great metaphor. Yeah. 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 You want to be putting the right thing in for your body. Well, the other thing I think it's nice to know is when you're going through menopause, when your hormones are doing this crazy change, you can feel very out of control and overwhelmed. And not all of that is from external circumstances, right? When your hormones change, it feels weird. So you feel very out of control. So sometimes it's really nice to start working with someone like you, where you are controlling, you you have some control over what's going into your body, control over your exercise, you control over this routine, which makes you feel more empowered. And it makes you feel like you're back in control of your body at a time where your body feels a little bit out of control. So just that for the mental thing can be so helpful, right? Where you can be like, oh, I actually have, I can control my blood sugar, which will make the hormone changes less crazy. So I will feel better through this time of change. Because here's the thing about menopause or just about being a woman. I think I say this on a lot of episodes. The only thing that's constant about being a female is change. You're going to change every 10 to 15 years hormonally. When you're younger, you know, then you go through you know, the tween years where you get your period, you have the menstruating years and you have pregnancy. So it, it happens all the time for us. Absolutely. You know, and sometimes we forget that women, we're actually really good at change. It's kind of the thing that we're good at. It doesn't make it easier, but it is nice to, during the change seasons, have control over something. I agree. And I also, into your point, we're so used to, we're so in tune with our bodies. So like you said, when you start menstruating, it's like, you know, when you get in your cycle, like you might feel a little emotional or you get a little, you're bloated, you're crampy or this or that. Like you, we know our bodies so mm-hmm. well. And even at this point of life in menopause, I have not gone through it yet, but I know like, I, like what we're talking about, like I know my body. So like there are days when I feel like emotional and I'm like, what's wrong with me today? But I'll realize, you know, I'm, I'm probably, I'll look at the calendar and be like, all right, this is probably maybe getting close to that time of the month where I know my body will do weird things, but like, I know how to sort of manipulate it a little bit. So I know if I'm feeling more emotional about stuff, you know, I may say to my boyfriend, look, I don't know. I'm feeling emotional today. So just don't take me seriously or I'm yeah. whatever, or I'll go outside and take a walk. Like I'll do something to just like clear the cobwebs, keep myself feeling like, okay, yeah, I know that I'm off a little bit. So I'm just going to do all the right things, make sure I work out or make sure I maybe take a nap if I feel like I need it or whatever it is. But yeah, well, you're listening to the cues that your body is giving you and then you're exactly. making changes appropriately, which is, a, again, is another thing that's so whatever your whatever phase of life you're in, it's really important to learn what your body's cues are, what it's asking for and 
to listen. And usually when you do listen to that, your body will respond really well. Like you said that the body, you don't have people being, can this happen this fast? Yes, it can happen that fast. When you give the body what it needs and you take away what it doesn't, changes will happen really quick. Absolutely. And and just as far as like hormone levels too, with alcohol, I try to really explain to them that when I talk to a, like a, a prospect or a new client and I'll ask them like, all right, so tell me about alcohol intake, you know, and that's what it like, like a pregnant pause, you know, it's like, it gets quiet for a minute. And like, well, like you can tell me I can't drink. And I said, well, you know, what are we talking? What's your week like? What do you do? And during the pandemic, people were drinking every day. I mean, I've talked to a lot of women that were drinking two, three glasses of wine a day. Yeah. And I just said, you know, like, we've, we've got to figure out a balance here. Can we cut back? Can we maybe just on Friday night or Saturday night, have a glass or two and like, let's start to pull that back a little bit. I'm like, you're going to feel so much better. It's going to affect your hormone levels. It's going to affect body fat. You're going to make your liver happy. Like that's a big component too. It's- it is a big component. And for anyone listening, if that is something that and alcohol was, a, it helped a lot of people through the pandemic, you know, not saying it was good yes. or bad. It just is what it is. But it, it's important to know how alcohol is affecting you. And particularly when in the menopausal time, Alcohol really disrupts blood sugar. It can really affect hormones. And, you know, if you're drinking it to a point where it's affecting your sleep. Yes. You then the next day you may be more tired, which leads to making not the best food choices or not the best exercise choices. So it does over time it can have even just a couple of drinks a night can start to have a snowball effect on your lifestyle choices. You know, you may not necessarily feel hungover, but you you might be like, oh, whatever, I'm going to skip the gym this morning or I'm going to skip meditation or I'm going to, you know. Right. So it, definitely looking at that piece and not being scared of it, like talking to your like, hey, yeah, I haven't drank a bit more, but let's find some other ways that I can help calm myself down. Let's fix it. Exactly. It's been a shitty two years. Like, and sometimes a couple of glasses of wine feels really good. And, and that's OK if that's what you need. But if you're really struggling to like tighten up weight or do it, sometimes that might need to go. Exactly. Because that can be the thing that can be maybe keeping you from your goals that you're trying to hit. Absolutely. And, I, and you know, and it definitely will affect a woman's. Well, I mean, you know this. I mean, there's been so many studies done, too. And even one to two drinks a week can affect a woman's risk of breast cancer and other types of cancers. Yeah. And I just, I feel like every time I go for a mammogram, I'm always like, I'm not leaving until you tell me I'm fine. Yeah. But, you know, they're like, don't worry, though. You know, the radiologist will look at the the film. But it's not uncommon anymore, you know, to hear, like, I have clients that have had breast cancer, maybe not like terribly awful. You know, they've caught it in the very beginning. Yeah. But still, if they weren't taking the proper scans and testing to make sure, you know, but I, my one client, I said to her, did your doctor tell you to stop drinking or are you drinking wine? She's like, no, I didn't stop drinking wine. My doctor didn't say anything about that. And I'm like, well, I'm like, it really is important. You might want to consider. Yeah. Well, and here, and I can break down like the reason why for you guys listening, you know, wine again, isn't always a bad thing, but it's alcohol in general. Your liver has to do a couple extra steps to detox it. And we already are exposed. And if there's cancer in the mix, you know, right. Toxins can be the thing that triggers cancer. So we want to give the liver most break we can, or we don't want the liver to have anything extra to process. And particularly when we're going through a hormonal change, your liver is what breaks down hormones. So, and it's also how the body gets rid of fat cells. It's also, it's how the body gets rid of everything. So if you're trying to lose weight, if you're trying to balance hormones, it's really important to keep your liver as healthy as possible. So yeah, even one or two drinks a week is going to put an extra burden on a liver, which during that menopausal time like when you're going through the change your body's having symptoms it can make those symptoms worse for some women correct absolutely especially when if they say i need to you know i have a couple drinks at night to help me fall asleep or and then i'll say well how would you sleep well you know hot flashes or this or that and usually i'll say you know why don't we 
let's try try an experiment. Let's just do some like chamomile tea at night. And yes, let's maybe listen to some. I like to put on like spa type music in my bedroom and I dim my lights while I'm getting ready for bed and brushing my teeth. I'm like, let's develop like a little routine and, and let's just see how you feel and, and, and the difference that you feel. Because red wine, I know from the past, because I used to drink wine at night and my kids are smaller than go to bed and be like, oh, thank God, and I have a glass of wine. But I would always be warm and hot, kicking the covers off and moving around. And it was never a restful sleep. Yeah. And until I stop doing that or get clients to stop doing that, like, you know what? I sleep so much better. I wake up in the morning. I'm more refreshed. I don't have that mully, that feeling of dehydration or fatigue or so I'm like, yeah, you talked about the continuous glucose monitor. I over Christmas gave myself an aura ring for, for a present. And because I wanted to track my sleep because I wanted to see my REM sleep and all that. And I think it's really, I mean, I know the, the watches and Fitbits and all, you know, whatever gadget people have, but I'm like, it's important to see your REM sleep is so important. Like that's when you recover, regenerate growth hormone, like all those things happen. And if you are drinking wine and are eating sugary foods, processed foods before bed, I'm like, you're turning off that whole process. Yeah. So yeah, I can, I, it was, but back to the CGM and to the ordering, it's great to ha- to get that data for yourself and to be like, oh, wow, I had three glasses right. of wine. Look what my blood sugar did the next day. Or look, you know, my sleep was really disrupted because right. sometimes it can be nice to have something to look at and have something that you can work towards changing, right? Just like another reason to run labs is you can order the labs and maybe things are off and then you can make some changes for six weeks and you can redo the labs and you can be like, wow, look, my cholesterol went down or my blood sugar got better or my thyroid improved. So it's nice to have Again, in a time when there's not a lot we have control over in life, just with the pandemic, and if you're in this season of change as as a woman, it's nice to have things you can control. Things that you can be like, wow, I could do that. It's just nice to have that. Exactly, it makes you feel a little bit more empowered, a little bit more in control, and usually, I think that makes you more likely to stay on whatever protocol if you see the changes, right? Absolutely, and I and I just you know I like to alert women too, like at this stage of life, to say, like, how do you want to be in your sixties, your seventies, your eighties? Like, how do you want to feel? Do you want to be? We all see the older person that's active, still playing tennis, or you see someone still lifting weights in their eighties, or we see people like that. It's like, do you want to be one of those people, or do you want to be more of? Maybe you're in and out of the doctor's office and now you're taking a high blood pressure med or a diabetes med or, you know, whatever. I'm like, the money that you invest in yourself now by working with me and figuring out what your lifestyle is, because I always say, I don't write diets. That's not what I'm doing. I'm not here to say, you do this for 12 weeks, lose weight, and then see you later. I'm like, I want to teach you how to change your life, how to move every day that feels good for you. Not everybody has to be a bodybuilder or any of that stuff, but what works for you that keeps you feeling good? Fix your eating so that you're eating consistently like this forever. And then teaching them, okay, if you want to have a glass of wine or you want to have that piece of cheesecake or you want to have that burger, you can. It's not a big deal because your body now knows how to metabolize those foods versus eating them every day and you're more sedentary and you're sitting and then you feel like crap and you're tired and you're moody. And I'm like, we want to teach your body how to process foods and keep you energized and feeling good. So when you do have a little treat, because, you know, it's, you want to, I mean, we all deserve to have whatever. I love carrot cake and I like to have a piece once in a while and I want to eat the whole thing and I, I don't want to, I don't want to feel bad about it. I'm like, you shouldn't feel guilty enjoying something you like, but most of the time you need to live, a, eat a certain way and move a certain yeah. way. Yeah. That's so, awesome. So if people are interested in learning more about you or working with you, where should they go? 
They can go to my website. It's very simple. It's Linda M. Stevens and Stevens is with a PH. So it's lindamstevens.com. They can go right to my website if they want to schedule a complimentary call to chat about what's going on with them. I have a calendar there that they can click right on. Awesome. That's great. So if you're listening and you're curious, you can, and you work with people out of the country, you said? I work with people all over the globe. Awesome. I have women all over the globe and it's been a great experience. If I didn't, I always tell people like, if I didn't have to charge, I wouldn't. I would do it for free. It's just to, to take someone and fix them, so to speak, you know, help them see and and learn and go forward and change themselves. I mean, it's every time I get a success story, it's just, I think I cry with them yeah. when we look at before and afters because, you know, they, they're like, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm like, I just, I just gave you the blueprint. Yeah. You know, you did, you did all the work. I just gave you the tools. Yeah, That's you hold them accountable so. and you hold it, which is great. And you guys know I talk about this every week. It's so important to have somebody in your corner helping you through you know, if you're going through menopause, it's great to have a person helping you through this journey because it's, it can feel overwhelming. It can feel like a big change and it's nice to have someone help you, you know, kind of along that path. Absolutely. So absolutely. Use Linda as your resource. Thank you so much for being on the show. This was an awesome chat. Thank you, Erin, for having me. Yeah, you're very welcome. I will see and talk to everyone next week. Take care. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Dr. King Show. Be sure to follow the show and leave a rating and a review. It supports me so much. Plus, I always love hearing from you guys. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I'll talk to you next week.